This is the Comstock Report Podcast. We are strong advocates for the American family farm and your top source for the agriculture markets. And now, here's your host, David Cruz. This is David Cruz with the Comstock Report. Yet another view of markets from 40,000 feet. We've had 3.76 inches of rain at our farms in northwest Iowa since June 2nd in four rain events. Prior to that, we had two separate two-inch-plus soaking rain events that restored subsoil moisture levels so that tiles began running again. We will grow toward pollination in excellent shape. Now I know what it was like farming in northeast Iowa the past three years where they avoided the drought that impacted us. Weekend rain again fell in strips where some got a meaningful inch and others missed out that were not geographically very far away. The dome over Illinois was challenged from the west, but moisture didn't get far past the western border into that state. There are have-nots, some isolated and some not so isolated, that have not had a meaningful rain in six weeks. This week looks to be a little different, but another system will again attempt to push into the dry regions this next weekend just as other similar forecasts have done that have failed thus far to deliver. There is also heat pluming up from the south, where it will be more extreme. So, we can say that most of the Corn Belt remains in drought. Rains are trying to lower the intensity of drought. There are forecasts that suggest more rain chances next Sunday, Monday, but there's no clear sign that drought is going anywhere yet soon. Most believe that the drought will be eroded, but it has got to stop expanding first. It has already gone too far to avoid some damage, and more is likely to occur before the El Nino winds. Again, the largest feature is the absence of the Bermuda High over Bermuda and a low there instead. That limits Gulf moisture reaching the Corn Belt. We have noted that the temperature of the waters of California impact the amount of moisture pumped into the Midwest. Warmer water brings us more moisture, and there is still a large blotch of cold water there. Climate scientist Eric Snodgrass believes that this is due to the Pacific Meridional mode blocking the Enzo transition to El Nino. I went to NOAA for an explanation. Part of that discussion involved other climate patterns that operate in the Pacific Ocean and how they work to enhance or hold back Enzo. In that vein, they introduced the Pacific Meridional mode, PMM. The phrase came about in the 1990s to distinguish kinds of variations for the more zonal Enzo variability. The Enzo tends to be characterized by variations in evolution in the east-west direction. The PMM involves variations in the north-south direction. The term mode just refers to coherent interactions between the ocean and atmosphere. The PMM links the mid-latitude atmospheric circulation to the equator and the initiation and the development of Enzo. The PMM appears to get the blame for the slow-to-develop El Nino conditions. It should also be noted that where the drought has been broken in the river of storm systems flowing from the Colorado Rockies through the southern plains and across the entire south, it has done so with repetitive deluges and record severe storms. They flipped from extreme drought to extreme flood without stopping to say go. Farmers in western Kansas say it is the first time in their lives that it has been too wet to plant milo. Cattle in Texas that survived the drought drowned in the flooding. This cannot have been good for crops in this entire region. It is best to have very good hail insurance coverage, as this hail is setting records. It looks to us that weather models forecasting beyond a few days perform so inaccurately to this point that one must have no confidence in any of them. They appear to be greatly flawed to the point that they are useless. 
I believe that USDA used longer range weather models to come up with their 181.5 bushel per acre corn and 52 bushel per acre soybean yield forecasts. That outlook now looks like it could really be wrong. The cascading effect of lost acres and lower yields could have an unprecedented impact on their carryout forecast, dramatically altering the USDA balance sheets. My interest in additional forward sales has collapsed until this becomes more sorted out. As to market action, I'll make a few observations. Monday night's back and fill ruined the potential for a measuring gap. Another would be that before market tops, it usually slows down first. Another is the first break doesn't hold. When I do the 40,000-foot view of the November soybean chart, if the period from the April 2022 high to the recent low corrected a secular bull market and the uptrend has resumed, we should not underestimate the heights to which prices could yet go. Same for corn. You've been listening to the Comstock Report. For more information on marketing opportunities, contact us at Comstock.com or call 712-227-1110. For a more complete version of the Comstock Report with hedging strategies and trade recommendations, subscribe on our website at Comstock.com or reach out to one of our risk management specialists about how we can help you protect your profits. Futures trading involves risk. The risk of loss in trading futures and or options is substantial, and each investor and or trader must consider whether this is a suitable investment. Past performance is not indicative of future results.